You're listening to InfoTrack. To learn more about our guests or listen to past shows, visit InfoTrack online at InfoTrackRadio.com. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. AM radio has been around for over 100 years, and listeners have enjoyed millions of minutes of news, information, and entertainment on the AM band. But now, AM radio is facing a new challenge. Here to explain is Paul McLean, editor-in-chief of Radio World, a news and career source for technology-minded broadcast owners, managers, and engineers. Paul, thanks for joining us. Bring us up to speed on what's happening with AM radio. You know, the AM radio band has been subject to some big business and economic forces for many years as consumer habits change and as the marketplace is served by a proliferation of audio sources. We consumers have so many more places that we can get good music or news or information. Nevertheless, the United States and in particular automobile drivers have had a long relationship with AM radio. So it has come as something of a shock to those of us in the industry when car makers started to omit AM radio receivers from their cars. And this started and has so far been mostly limited to electric vehicles. Electric vehicles themselves generate electronic noise, and that noise can cause problems for AM reception. And it costs those car makers money to filter that out. So some of them, Tesla, for instance, have removed AM radio reception from their cars entirely. So obviously the AM industry and radio broadcasters in general have been concerned about this and they've received some support on Capitol Hill. But in general, their AM broadcasters worried about the direction of that. And then the bombshell that recently came out was that Ford announced that it was dropping AM radio reception from its combustion engine Mustang. You know, it's very popular classic Mustang. So the idea that AM or radio in general could be dropped from car dashboards would have been anathema not that long ago. And it's got a lot of broadcasters quite worried. What about those who say that there are other technical ways to hear AM stations such as streamed audio? Well, there absolutely are many channels that a broadcaster could use to reach their audiences. And there's nothing inherently AM about, oh, a talk show or a music show. If you are used to hearing it over an AM radio, you could also access it if the broadcaster makes it available on a stream. However, first of all, we just saw some fresh research that there are many, many AM radio stations, which are often in smaller to medium-sized markets, that don't have their own mobile apps and they don't participate with radio aggregators. And so if you had a station that you listened to among those, you wouldn't be able to get their content via those alternate methods. Also, there's a very important argument being made by broadcasters that AM is part of our country's emergency alert infrastructure. And where do we turn when there's a real flood warning or the power goes out or you lose cell service after a hurricane? Always turn on your radio. You know, federal emergency management officials recommend that you keep a wind-up radio at home. Well, that's only going to be helpful after an emergency if those broadcast stations are still around. And many of them are AM that are involved in the emergency alert infrastructure in our country. So there are multiple reasons that the AM advocates are citing to protect AM radio. And the emergency alert one is one you're going to hear a lot. When people think of FM radio, I think they primarily are thinking of music formats. AM seems to have much more diverse formats. Could you just talk about that a little bit? Well, yes. It's interesting that to the common American citizen talking about radio, oftentimes if you mention the band, they'll equate it with the content. FM 
as you say, music or perhaps public radio, AM talk, uh, you know, news and talk. That wasn't always the case, of course, but there's nothing inherent in those things. It just so happens that they've evolved over the years this way for a number of different reasons. But you're right, there is quite a diversity on the AM band. In fact, more than some of us knew, the National Association of State Broadcast Associations, an advocacy group for broadcasters, released some new data that suggest that something like 40% of AM radio stations in the country are not talk you know, political talk or news talk, or even sort of there's a perception that it's dominated on the AM band. But in fact, country music, oldies music, Spanish, regional, Mexican music, gospel, multi-language, multi-ethnic programming, there is a lot out there on the AM band. And it makes sense when you think about it, because as the band itself has become, let's face it, perhaps a little less desirable, at least in smaller markets in this country, that means the barrier to entry for a broadcaster with a niche format is lower. And so you'll see quite a bit of that happening too. The AM band remains popular with many Americans, particularly older Americans, and something like 82 million Americans still listen to the AM band at least once a month. Our guest is Paul McLean, editor-in-chief of Radio World, and we're talking about AM radio disappearing from the dashboards of some cars. And I might mention some of the brands. You mentioned Ford, also Volkswagen, BMW, Mazda, Volvo, and Tesla, and others are planning to eliminate AM radio in certain vehicles. Paul, if somebody listening feels strongly about AM and wants to keep it available in cars... Is there anything that the average person can do? Well, certainly speak up about it to car makers and to legislators. The National Association of Broadcasters is right out in front of this issue right now and recently launched an awareness campaign. And if you were to uh, Google the National Association of Broadcasters AM radio, you'll find a page of resources that guide you. You'd want to let your elected officials know that AM radio matters. There's a representative in Congress who has called on the federal government to mandate AM radio be part of a car as a required safety feature. Whether that will go anywhere, who knows? But if Congress people hear from their constituencies, there's nothing like the citizenship speaking up to get somebody's attention on Capitol Hill. And then, of course, the car makers themselves. You know, if you go to shop for a new car, particularly an electric one, and if if you are a fan of radio, and specifically AM or FM, you should articulate that to the salesperson because the market eventually is going to determine this. And if there's demand, they'll keep it. Now, many AMs have what are called translators. Can you explain that, what a translator is? Yeah, it's quite simply a way for an AM radio station, the content of that radio station, to also be heard on the FM dial. Over the last 10, 12 years, there have been efforts by advocates of AM, particularly in Washington on the Federal Communications Commission in the past. There have been efforts to, quote, revitalize the band. And one of the steps that the regulators took was to allow every AM radio station in the country the opportunity to get another FM signal, in essence, to expand its footprint over to the FM dial. And many, not all, many AM stations took advantage of that. So if you are looking for your favorite AM station, there's a pretty good chance that the same content is available on the FM dial. And if that's the case, and you lose your AM receiver in your car, you could pick that up on the FM dial. Now, there you're listening to FM. You're not listening to AM. It's the same content. The concern, though, is that there are, in fact, many stations, perhaps as many as 1,300, almost a quarter of the AM stations out there, that don't have translators. And for those, again, there may be no other way to find that content. 
Could this situation be a warning shot for FM radio stations? Perhaps the automakers will say uh, radio isn't even needed. I sincerely believe the answer to that question is yes. My personal opinion, and it's not based on having heard of any concerns. You know, when Senator Ed Markey, who's a fan of broadcasters, sent letters to car makers recently and asked them specifically their plans, the eight that you mentioned were the ones that came back and said they were, in fact, dropping AM from electric. Many of the other car makers said, well, we're still plugging away, manufacturing cars with AM and FM radio reception. But what they didn't say was, we are committed to keeping it. And the dashboard is a highly competitive place now. There are many, many different sources of audio and video entertainment that want to be in the dashboard. And the technology companies that control that, the car makers, and then the companies that work with them, the Googles of the world and Apple and the big tech companies that are having more of a role in our lives and in our cars, they have the ability very quickly to change the software out in a modern infotainment system, even after you've purchased the car. So in my view, it raises the question, well, how mandatory is radio in the first place? You know, and there's nothing that says that it has to be a radio in every car. Again, it would have been anathema 10 years ago to think this way. But now the consumer environment is much different. So radio broadcasters need to give the consumer a very good reason to listen. And meanwhile, I think the broadcasters themselves need to be very aware of keeping themselves compelling and using some of the new technologies that are available to present a good experience. Because if you and I get in the car these days, we might expect to see in an infotainment system a graphic artist information come up as a song is playing. And these kind of features are available now through technologies in newer cars. So broadcasters really, I think, should be embracing those. Well, more to come on this story. Obviously, it's evolving. Our guest, Paul McLean, editor-in-chief of Radio World. Paul, we want to thank you so much for joining us today. It's my pleasure. Thank you for asking. You're listening to InfoTrack, a production of Syndication Networks.